On this week's Into Tomorrow, we talk to a cardiologist who lets us in on how AI is helping people with advanced heart failure. Straight ahead. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G7 studios, changing the game for people living with all types of diabetes, be sure to visit dexcom.com. We thank you ever so much for tuning into tomorrow during our 28th year covering consumer tech. This particular broadcast for the weekend of March 10th, 2023. The announcer guy said that I'm Dave Graveline, so he must be correct. He didn't say I'm Chris Graveline. No. Do you want him to? I can pay a little extra. I'll slip him a five and see if he can add that. Yeah, but I'm worth at least six. (laughs) Well, see, you've priced yourself right out of competition. So, yes, you are Chris Graveline. we got some tech news and commentary for you, and then your phone calls. Lots of folks participating on the program because we have lots of cool things to share with you, some of which we brought back from our CES coverage in Lost Wages, Nevada, others that folks are sending us to share with our audience, and all you need to do is is be heard on the show anytime. So you can call 24-7. Well, don't call constantly 24-7. That would be silly. Right. But anytime at your leisure. Correct. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. And that would be at 800-899-INTO, ah. which is 800-899-4686 for the uh, mnemonically challenged. Got you. We haven't used that term in a while. And well, I, we, I missed it. You, you missed it. <laughs> you just like saying mnemonically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or you can use the free Into Tomorrow app. Because there's an audio option. You sound like you're sitting on Chris's lap. Yeah. Just, huh? Yeah. Like right here in the studio. Just mash that message to studio button. Right. Or if you're into mashing, you can mash the Ask Dave mic at intotomorrow.com on any device that happens to have a microphone and a browser. The only thing I mash are potatoes. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) But do you leave the skins on? No. Why not? It gets stuck in my teeth. No extra vitamins and stuff in there. Did I mention tech news and commentary after you remind folks of important things each week to be reminded of? Back up your important data. Good. Check your spam filters. Yeah. And if you don't already subscribe to these podcasts you're hearing us on, hit that follow button or heart or whichever service you get them from, whatever button it uses. Yeah, because we're pretty much everywhere. You can't get rid of us that easily. Yeah. Anywhere you get any other podcasts, very likely if you search into tomorrow, those two words, you're going to find us. And subscribe. We'd love it when you do that. Or follow. Some people say, don't you? It's not subscribe. That's old stuff, old style. You follow. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but we want you to listen. That's in the end result, right? right. Yeah. What counts? YouTubers who cuss like sailors rejoice. <laughs> really? <laughs> in a video published to its Creator Insider channel, YouTube announced that it's relaxing some of the new policies regarding profanity on the platform oh, great. to allow more monetization opportunities for creators. According to YouTube, profanity will no longer be treated the same across the board. Videos containing words like a-hole and d-bag and other moderate profanity uh, can still be monetized. Content with harder cuss words like the f-word will receive limited monetization if those words appear in the first seven seconds of the clip or if the swears are repeated throughout the video. Oh, my God! This is a big change from the previous policy, which stated that content containing those words could not be monetized at all. So, see, it's all about money. Yeah. What else is new? That's Uh silly. I mean, I enjoy watching or sometimes in the car listening to comedy stand-up, for example. And it's so odd because there's so few comedians that can do a routine without cursing. I mean, there's a couple of really good ones that do a great job and never curse. And main one I'm thinking of. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Exactly. Love his stuff. It's always family friendly. And he's a funny guy and never curses. I mean, he said a couple of things once or twice that made me go, what? You know, but otherwise that's fine. But almost everyone else, male and female, are having to 
drop the F-bomb constantly or otherwise, or else they just can't do a routine. Oh, well, not Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, if, yeah. if you don't know who that is, you're too young. Yeah, there you go. I'm surprised you know who that is. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Speaking of pay, the pay-to-play radio Sirius XM announced it plans deep cuts to its payroll. Their CEO said that Sirius XM will reduce the size of its workforce by at least 475 people or about 8% of the company's total workforce. In a memo to employees, she said that the cuts would be felt across the entire organization. Oh. And we've always said radio should be free. Yeah. So why why would you pay for it anyway? Well, it's not radio. If, no, you know, it's, it's, it's satellite it's, uh, yeah. radio. But they always refer to regular radio as terrestrial. It was never known as, it was known as radio. But that would be like Dish Network and DirecTV referring to themselves as cable TV. Yeah, <laughs> no, they refer to themselves as satellite, don't they? Yeah, I'm satellite saying, but it TV? would be this, you know, oh, very similar yeah, thing. You know? Yeah, true. Hey, what would you do if your car repossessed itself? Uh huh. <laughs> well, if you think all the changes coming to the auto industry will be good for you, you might want to think again. I think I heard about what you're about to talk about. Did you about? Yeah, I think so. Okay, <laughs> autonomous vehicles might sound cool. But having a car that can drive itself does come with certain drawbacks, especially if you fall behind on your payments. Ford is working on that and already filed a patent that at the very least would report itself and its location so that Ford can send a tow truck and pick it up because you've missed payments. But ultimately, drive itself back to the dealer. Can you, can you imagine? Now, those of us who make our car payments on time always have, hopefully, always will. That's just kind of an amusing situation for those who don't. Yeah. But I feel for people listening who say, I've had that problem a couple of times. I get caught up, but I don't want my car repossessed. You can't even hide it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, then, you know, make your car payments on time. Yeah, true. I mean, that's easier said than done, unfortunately, for some people. Yeah. But so not not you may have been thinking early on that it was a possessed car. No, 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 no. It's, no I, yeah. I heard I heard I heard about this recently on a uh, local terrestrial radio station. <laughs> <laughs> radio. You heard it on yes. radio. <laughs> but see, that's that just goes to show you, you the stuff you, you want to know about you hear on the radio. That's right. Yeah. And you certainly, if it's tech involved, you hear about it here. Yeah. For the first time in more than six years, Uber has given its app a broad overhaul, incorporating all of its services, including Uber Eats, grocery delivery, and e-bike rental, and letting passengers track their ride. It's the first in a series of improvements the company says that aim at making the service more personalized. Mm-hmm. The changes came just weeks after the company reported its strongest quarter ever and will largely benefit customers who use Apple products. So, smart people. Well, <laughs> hey, 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 you iPhoneies, of course. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, for instance, updates on the proximity of drivers as well as notifications when they arrive are now incorporated into the iPhone 14 Pro's dynamic island and will be reflected in the live activities feed. You know, they make it sound like it's for you as a customer, as a, as a writer. It's for them to consolidate all this stuff so that you'll order Uber Eats and you'll do all these other things that make them even more money. Yeah. Oh, but no, these are all benefits for you, our customer. I call BS. Oh, wow. mm. Electric cars are quiet. You know that. Yeah. Every so often you even drive one. Perhaps too quiet when it comes to ensuring that pedestrians and others know you're driving near them. Well, with that in mind, car manufacturers and researchers continue to find and fine-tune sounds that keep everyone aware that you're there but which also match the attitude and presence of the car brand. So it appears that attitude plays a significant role in the right fake noise for EVs. Yeah, well, we talked about this, well, we, we, we covered this a lot on the show from IFA two IFAs ago, not this past IFA, but when they were virtual the year before. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of, uh, we brought a lot of the, the, the keynote speeches from their, um, what was it, what's their auto show? Um, it, it slips my shift. mind now. Shift. Yeah. Where they were talking about how 
car companies are now hiring sound designers. Yes. And they're actually designing sounds for these cars. They're, they're designing attitude yes. for <laughs> these cars. <laughs> and some of the stuff was actually kind of cool when they were playing the sounds that these cars make when they're backing up or pulling forward. You know. Or the horn or something. Yeah. It's like a Volkswagen might be beep, beep. But a Mercedes-Benz, bonk, you know, or something like that, because it's all about attitude. Yeah. But of course, you know, these EVs, they have to now make noise, at least here in the U.S., and I think Europe has done a lot, too, where they've made it now law, where they have to make noise as they're moving, because you can't hear them. And, and some simply play through a speaker engine noise yeah there's a, a dodge <laughs> one, of the, one of the electric vehicles from dodge i think it was like an electric, an electric version of one of their supercars yeah they've made it sound you know like the supercar and they've actually the charged charger a, yeah they've even put you know, like rumble seats in so that they vibrate as you're sitting in the car to make it feel like you're you're in a gas-powered car unbelievable you know it's like all these it's like we've said for years all these you know people that don't eat meat that they spend a whole lot of time making things look and taste like meat yeah so make make the electric car look and sound like a real car why not just drive a real car yeah thank you <laughs> Jeez. And you can probably get gas all across the country. Yeah. It's expensive. I like that my car is powered by dead dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as they're dead. Yes. Yeah. Many millions of years ago, yeah. that happens. What do you think? Let us know your thoughts at 800-899-INTO. Back in a minute. Stream Guys Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured, low-cost Wows of Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys, offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. Sending voice messages instead of typing can save you a lot of time. But listening through those five or ten minute monologues from your friends is time consuming and often just not possible. Imagine being in a meeting, lecture, or any loud and crowded environment. Textify is an app for iPhone that converts those annoying voice messages into easily readable text at the touch of a button. Get Textify now from the App Store. As Into Tomorrow continues, I'm Dave Graveline, a self-driving car from Zooks, a startup owned by Amazon, of course, has begun shuttling employees in an electric vehicle along a mile-long route in California. It marks the first time a car without a human driver has been permitted on a public road. And the company says they plan to expand the service to the public soon. So watch for completely driverless self-driving cars into tomorrow. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. If you'd like more information, you can text the word radio to 35,000. Again, text the word radio to 35,000. I shall do just that. Sunscreen is important, but getting a little sun has some positive effects too. With this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. When you think of the sun, your first thought might be how too much sun can cause damage to your skin. But small amounts can actually be very good for you. The sun's UV rays help your body make vitamin D, which is important for your bones, blood cells, and immune system. Being exposed to early morning sunlight in particular seems to help people sleep at night. Sunlight helps boost a chemical in your brain called serotonin, and that can give you more energy and help you keep calm, positive, and focused. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Victoria. The Into Tomorrow wellness tip, as always, brought to you by Human Touch for products that help you recover, revitalize, and relax each and every day. You want to visit humantouch.com. Norman in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Welcome into tomorrow. Hey, Dave. I got a uh, TV and I got it hooked up to a soundbar, but there's no place on the TV or the soundbar to plug in my other speakers because I want more sound going around my house and to the back room. I got the other speakers. They're Pioneer. Is there any sort of link? Is there any sort of hookup or any way to transfer the sound from this? 
soundbar or the Toshiba TV to these other speakers. Well, Norman, typically soundbars have inputs but no outputs since they're usually used on their own. Some brands like Bose and Samsung do support either wired or wireless speakers, so your first step should be to check the manual to be safe and make sure there isn't an out-of-the-box, fully-supported way to do this with whatever particular model you have. Now, assuming that's not the case, which is the most likely scenario, then you'll be looking at workarounds more than ideal solutions, unfortunately. Yeah, now, some people physically wire speakers to their soundbars. Now, that tends to be a bad idea. The, the soundbar might not have the power to drive the speakers, or the impedance may not match uh, the, the ones of the internal speakers and could t potentially damage the soundbar. Oh. Some soundbar warranties are voided by trying something like that. Now, your other option is to get an optical audio splitter and just split the signal coming out of your TV so that it's fed to both the soundbar and the speakers. Now, the downside of this is you won't be getting true surround sound, but the sound coming from multiple directions may be enough for you to consider an improvement over the standalone soundbar. Yeah, and, and that does make sense. A lot of folks have told us over the years, since soundbars have been available a while ago, that just adding the soundbar filled their room with surround sound and they were truly amazed by it but i get what norman and many others are trying to do you want even more and you know that's not a problem you just have to realize that maybe you can maybe you can't so if you're in the market for a sound bar and think you want to add more speakers ultimately in the future then look for one that's got inputs and outputs so that you can deal with that i think that's the best way to to hopefully work with that John in Bridgewater, New Jersey. He managed to hit that Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, John, welcome back into tomorrow. Hey, Dave, Chris, Cameron. I'm responding to uh, a call that somebody put in last week asking about cameras, and you guys gave her the really good advice of maybe she should use her phone. Um, I recently went overseas to go home for a week and decided not to bring my DSLR camera and to use my cell phone, which is a new model. It's a Samsung S22 Ultra. Just absolutely blown away at the quality of the pictures that I was able to get. Distance, zoom, I took a picture that I took 11 years ago with my DSLR. It was so much better and so much closer and clearer and so much easier to get. It just, all over the board, the pictures that I took with my phone are just now much better than I can take with my camera. And, you know, we already need the phone. I spent, you know, $900 on this phone. So I'm not looking to spend another $1,500 on a DSLR camera with new lenses to get the same functionality. It's just kind of silly and a lot more to carry. Anyway, that's my two cents. Um, totally think that the phone is the better move at this point. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate that. And uh, the, especially because you agreed with us. <laughs> but, but also, you think the S22 is good. You should check out the S23. They're brand new model. And, and no, I don't own any Samsung stock or anything. But it's pretty amazing. Where's your S23? Uh, <laughs> I'm quite happy with my Note 20 Ultra 5G. Except that you're not. Well, <laughs> except that I am. It's just that it's messing up stuff when I'm in the car. I can't dictate suddenly since the last update it's a built-in obsolescence yeah it's like my you know my iphone knows that i've got two months left to, to make payments on it's a t-mobile so it's been it's been really crapping out on me lately because really it, you know and this happened with the last one i did I, I made the last payment on my last phone and it just completely died on me oh so i have a feeling that this one's gonna last another two months no but see that's why you should be on android because apple uh, sneaks into your phone and says, oh, he's almost got it paid off. Let's force him to buy a new one. Although this is the, the oldest model I've ever had. I mean, they're up to the, what, 14 now, and I've still got the 11. What, you're asking me? I don't yeah. follow iPhones. Well, I'm just saying. I'm usually oh. you know one model behind. This is the first time I think I'm three models behind. <laughs> Whoa. Well, then why don't you have a new S23? Because uh, it's an Android. <laughs> well, that's and reason enough. And I don't have a new iPhone because I'm looking forward to not having a phone payment. <laughs> Well, that's a lame I'm just excuse. Just paying for my service, you know. Uh, it's it's like a car. Every time I've paid off a car, I've had to get go buy a new one. <laughs> so I haven't ha I haven't been without a car payment in twenty years. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, now's the time, right? 
You've got uh, a young man, of course, Cameron, yeah. my grandson, your son. Uh, he might be interested in this. The Home Depot is expanding its kids' workshops from in stores to the metaverse with virtual learning experiences for children within Roblox's Red Cliff City. Because he does Roblox, right? Yeah. Loves Roblox. The experience enables players to build a virtual garden, a virtual car, or even a virtual birdhouse by collecting items in a scavenger hunt around a store. That's actually kind of cool. I don't, because he <laughs> loves that kind of stuff, escape rooms and, and I, things. But I think that a scavenger hunt around a store and the fact that he uses Roblox and Red Cliff City, I think he'd get a big kick out of that. Not going to lie. I might like have fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. so should Chris do it or should he save it for Cameron? Know. I'm going to have to uh, borrow the, the network's uh, Oculus headset and see if I can do something there. I, I don't think you have to walk around a Home Depot with the know. Oculus headset. No. Although, it might make it more fun. Thing? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, check it out and report back. Okay. I still think Chris should share it with Cameron. What do you think? 800-899-INTO and join us at intotomorrow.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you'll always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading, up, down, or steady. It can even alert you before you go too low or when you are too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all of those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see, like more time in range and lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Now our 28th year on the air covering the latest in consumer tech. All sorts of things, including, of course, gadgets and gizmos and products and services, websites and apps. You name it, if it's technology-related, we like to cover it for you. And, of course, your participation really makes the show. So when you call in and we hear you on the program, we very much appreciate it. And we send you prizes for participating. So don't ever hesitate to join us anytime, 24-7, at your convenience. 800-899-INTO or use the audio option on the free Into Tomorrow app or click on the Ask Dave button when you visit us on any device with a browser and a microphone at intotomorrow.com. AI, of course, you hear us talking about it a lot every week, is now being used to identify patients with advanced heart failure who require specialized care. And our next guest's organization is absolutely at the forefront of that. And we're delighted to be joined by cardiologist and associate director from Northwestern Medicine, Bloom Cardiovascular Institute's Center for Artificial Intelligence. Woof, I think that all fits on his business card as well. Dr. Faraz Ahmed. Dr. Ahmed, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, I didn't realize up 25% of all heart patients have advanced heart failure. What is that? It seems to me that if you've got heart problems, they're pretty advanced anyway, no? Right. No, it's, it's fair. Um, so, you know, about 6 million U.S. adults have what we call the syndrome of heart failure. Um, so that refers to having sort of changes in the heart or the structure or function that leads to symptoms like shortness of breath, fatigue, and other symptoms. And so within that population of patients who we say have heart failure, um, there's up to 25% that may have advanced heart failure. So the advanced heart failure is defined as having severe symptoms, so severe shortness of breath fatigue, despite being on the best medical therapies available. Oh, wow. And this is unfortunately all too common. It is. It is really unfortunate. But there is good news that there are a lot of treatments for heart failure more broadly and also for advanced heart failure 
than there were years ago. And so we have a lot of options between medications, devices, procedures to really help patients live longer and feel better. Excellent. And then, of course, enter artificial intelligence or AI. We we talk a lot about it on the show, and it seems like uh, everything, every uh, company, every product these days has some sort of AI connection. But here's one that can literally save lives. Right. No, I, we've really seen an emergence of AI in healthcare in the last few years. Um, I think AI has been used broadly outside of healthcare for a long time. We sure. see it in our phones and in driving cars and all these other places. But really, in healthcare the last few years, we've seen this explosion. And so our data science team here was really interested in seeing, can we leverage all this data we have in our health system, You know, millions of patients, data points, to find patients with advanced heart failure and also leverage our cloud computing partner And then can we develop a whole workflow to actually get these patients into care in a timely way with a heart failure specialist? And so over the last two years, we've been working on this project to find these patients um, using AI across our health system. And it has made, no doubt, a big difference. Has it made your job easier or more complicated, but at least the data's there? How has that been working out? Yeah, so we, you know, when we started the program, um, we weren't sure what would happen, and that's yeah. why we studied it as we went along. And we wanted to make sure that we're finding the right patients, the model was doing well across all groups of people, and that we're actually finding people. And we, we have found a lot of people. We've brought in you know, 40 new patients for consults to our heart failure clinics. Um, we've changed their medications. For a few of them, we've talked about heart pumps and transplant and whether they benefit from it, and some have moved on to evaluation and even getting a heart pump. So it has been successful, but I will say that I do think this is the early days of healthcare, of AI in healthcare, and that for all these technologies, whether it's one we're developing internally or one that we partner with a health tech company, we really want to test it rigorously and make sure that it's improving patient outcomes in a cost-effective way. Oh, cool. And I'm glad to hear you say it's really the start of AI in healthcare because there clearly is a, a plethora of things that artificial intelligence can make a difference with in healthcare, not just heart, of course. Completely agree. And we have, you know, I, my, I spend a lot of my time with our Bloom Cardiovascular Institute Center for AI. At our health system, we have a institute called the Mansueto Innovation Institute, and they have, and that's the team I work with closely, and they have a whole team dedicated to AI across all sorts of conditions, whether they're GI, neurology, oncology. So I, 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 th- I do think you're right. This is really expansive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Looking forward into tomorrow, if you will, to the kinds of things that it can make a difference. Usually when we hear someone has uh, many different kinds of issues, but certainly heart issues, you almost always hear uh, lifestyle changes are going to make a big difference. Uh, does AI help in that category as well? That's a really good question. Um, I think that there are a lot of app companies, health companies who are selling products that will say that their sensors or even the Apple Watch, right, will improve your health. Mm. I think the data supporting whether those actually improve health at scale or is, is still unknown. So I, I think we're I think we're still learning what technologies and how to use them to improve health. I will say for all my patients, you know, I do advise whether they have heart failure or not, you know, heart healthy diet, um, exercise, staying active and following you know, healthy lifestyle recommendations. So I do think that makes a difference. And for some patients, technology really helps them do it. And for mm-hmm. other patients, they don't like technology. They'd rather just you know, pursue the way they have been exercising and staying healthy as they've been doing for the last 20 years. And of course, covering tech, I can't imagine anyone not thinking technology will make a difference. But I, I hear what you're saying. There are those who are saying, no, 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 I'm fine. Uh, just leave tech out of it. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Everyone, you know, I, and I think it's important to meet people where they're at. And maybe there's a lower tech solution that can help them. And it's all, you know, matching the person to the technology and then figuring out if it works. And and doctor, has, has new treatment options become valid options for a lot of folks as well? Yeah. I mean, in cardiovascular disease more broadly and heart failure specifically, we've been very fortunate that there have been a lot of advances. So, mm-hmm. for example, in heart failure, there are newer medications that have come out that can really target certain types of heart failure um, and improve quality of life reduce hospital, and reduce hospitalizations. There are new procedures like minimally invasive ways to fix heart valves um, that previously we'd have to open heart surgery um, or couldn't offer any surgical treatment to patients to. So, there's a lot of really interesting tech, new technologies out there that aren't AI, but our goal is to use AI to help us find those patients sooner and get them into 
these new um, clinics to be evaluated for these technologies. Glad to hear that. And I'm assuming then that this is also helping a lot of physicians and other clinicians perhaps that have not have had that much experience that at least these data points, uh, the additional research has got to be making them feel more comfortable to help their patients. I think that's right. Yeah, I think this this program, you know, we identify these patients with advanced heart failure. Then we as a team review of the patients and talk to our clinician partners who may not have specialty training in heart failure and sort of say, like, look, this is all the information we have that this patient has signs of advanced heart failure. Let's bring them into heart failure clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's really helped get patients get the right care at the right time. And what else do you think that AI, uh, as we look further into tomorrow, can be used to help patients? Where, where are we not there yet, but you have some encouraging words, perhaps? So I think in the space of analyzing images, sort of what's, what's called computer vision, um, mm-hmm. that's a really interesting space. And there's already been a number of algorithms approved by the FDA for cardiovascular care. Um, we're even partnered with a company to try to test algorithms to find rare causes of heart failure. So things like cardiac amyloidosis, can we find that earlier and get people on the right treatments? So I think this undetected disease delayed and reducing delayed diagnoses, I think that's a huge space for AI. But we're still in the process of testing, like how does this work? And if it works, how do we deploy it sure. at scale? Yeah. Very encouraging work, though, that you're doing. And uh, keep it up because it's no doubt, as I mentioned, going to save lives and certainly help a lot of people. So we thank you for spending a few minutes with us. Very interesting discussion. And uh, we're encouraged by what you guys can be doing in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's our pleasure. Dr. Faraz Ahmad, the cardiologist and associate director of Northwestern Medicine Bloom Cardiovascular Institute's, got to take a breath, Center for Artificial Intelligence. You want to visit heart.m, I'm sorry, heart.nm.org. Again, heart.nm.org. We'll get you there, of course, when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you, too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511. Or visit onholdaudio.net. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. You know, T-Mobile's Neville Ray says the company has been surprised by the consumer interest in 5G fixed wireless access to the tune of 2.6 million customers in about 18 months. By 2025, T-Mobile and Verizon expect to have 11 million to 13 million subscribers, with many leaving cable providers for fixed wireless. See, that's another great way to cut the cable. And I would love to, because I hate the Comcast internet that I'm stuck with at home, but neither T-Mobile or Verizon have their system available in my neighborhood yet. Have you tried it? Tried the internet or tried to see if it's available? Yeah. yeah. No, you've never tried the internet. You ought to try the internet someday because I think you'd you'd get a big kick out of trying the internet. You know, you know I hear they have it on computers now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You know, it was something that I was looking for as well. But it's you know, and and you don't even have to do this anymore. Oh my God, that's that that's that is a sound that triggers all of us Gen Xers. <laughs> it triggers you Gen Xers. Yes. Oh, I see. 
<laughs> they have the internet on computers now. Hey, yeah. You found it. <laughs> yeah. That's because we uh, ad-libbed long enough. Yeah. <laughs> but that's pretty cool because you certainly want to do that. And it's a fixed wireless thing where hopefully in your area you'll have the new 5G coverage with faster speeds and then you can cut the Comcast yeah, cable. Because I don't care who gets there first. I just want someone to get there so that I can get rid of Comcast. Gotcha. But if Verizon gets there first, you're probably going to have to drop your T-Mobile line and go everything Verizon. Well, if they give it to me cheaper, then fine. I'll do that. I'm not married to T-Mobile either. You hear that, T-Mobile? So get to Chris's area, Miami Lakes. Okay, yeah. there you go. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting, with a new intuitive dashboard and stats system that now gives podcasters unparalleled insights into their podcast growth. Start your free trial now at B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Com. Yeah, tell them Dave and Chris sent you, too, at Blueberry.com, without the ease. The first electric shaver debuts. The U.S. Navy launches a satellite to measure the Earth. And the first web domain is registered. It all happened this week in tech history. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, 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 history. history. Here's Chris. Here's Chris. Hey, this week in 1931, I've got to be real careful how I say this company name, Schick Dry Shaver Incorporated displayed the first electric shaver in Stanford, Connecticut. This early electric razor did not meet widespread acceptance. Apparently because it pulled the hairs. It didn't cut them. I, yeah. I don't know. Well, it looked, I've seen pictures of it. It looks almost like the, the razors they use to groom dogs on the big stand. <laughs> and, you know, it's just weird looking. So. <laughs> Hey, but it was the first. Yeah. Okay. In 1958 this week, the U.S. Navy launched the Vanguard 1 satellite. It was the first solar-powered satellite and was used to measure the shape of Earth. For all those who think the Earth is flat, it actually it's round. The satellite uh, confirmed it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, although communication with the satellite was lost in 1964, it remains the oldest man-made object still in orbit, together with the upper stage of its launch vehicle. That's because it fell off the edge of space. Uh, right. In 1994, Apple Computer introduced the Power Macintosh. The machine featured a 60 megahertz PowerPC 601 processor, 8 or 16 megabytes of RAM, and a 160 or 250 megabyte hard drive in a compact desktop case. Wow. Remember when we used to think 8 or 16 meg of RAM was like blazing? Of course. RAM? And it was then. Yeah. In 1985 this week, Symbolics Computer Corporation, based in Massachusetts, registered Symbolics.com, the first internet domain name, before there was an internet as we knew it. And this week in 2008, the Airbus A380, the world's largest passenger plane, touched down in London on its first commercial flight in Europe. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History. Very cool stuff. I always love when you tell us some of the backstory of these things. Kind of makes it more fun, doesn't it? Yeah. I think so, and the audience loves it. Greg in Manchester, Tennessee, welcome into tomorrow. I'm trying to get out of my expensive Verizon cell phone service, and I noticed there's one called Mint Mobile, and then there's one called Visible. I believe that's by Verizon. And I'm trying to see, do you know if Mint Mobile is um, what network they use? Because, you know, I think there's three carriers out there, and, and I'm trying to see if the Mint Mobile will... Um, you know, it's going to save me some money, but I'm just trying to see what network they might be using. And if you ever suggest those uh, third-party cares, uh, thank you. Well, Greg Mint, which, by the way, is owned by the actor Ryan Reynolds. Did you know that? I did. Oh, okay. It runs on T-Mobile's network, including their 5G network. Now, you should have decent coverage nationwide, but keep in mind that MVNOs... What? Yeah, that's Mobile Virtual Network Operator. That's what Mint is, for example. Are less expensive for a reason. Your data will be considered low-priority traffic on the network. That's not necessarily a terrible thing, but it does mean that your speeds will very likely be slower and your connections may be dropped if the network is too busy. Yeah, in other words, the 5G network likely won't feel like 5G for you. But then again, you'll probably be paying half of what you'd be paying T-Mobile directly. So it still might be worth it. Uh, depending on your usage patterns and how busy the network gets where you live, you'll want to look at that. Um, the big caveat with third-party carriers, though, is if you can live with that, they can definitely save you some money. Yeah, and there are a bunch of them now. Uh, Boost Mobile's another one, and uh, uh, what are some of the others that you can think of at Consumer the moment? Consumer Cellular. Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, so there are several. If it's not one of the big three, which is T-Mobile, Verizon, or AT&T, 
then it's on one of those networks. Correct. Okay. Uh, and those are those MVNOs. Again, as Chris mentioned, if it doesn't bother you that you may be slowed down, uh, throttled back, or even disconnected once in a while, it doesn't happen all that often, I don't think, on most of them anyway. Um, but then live with it, save some money. Why not? Yeah, you just remember you're you know you're a second rate customer to them. That's well, not true. to them, but to the to the main carrier because you yeah. obviously get your service after all of T-Mobile's customers get their service, and yeah. you get what's left. And and I think what happens is if you're on Mint and you get disconnected, Ryan Reynolds calls you himself, offers you a a, a part in his next movie for the inconvenience, or at least gives you a Mint. <laughs> And by the way, none of that is true. Yeah, <laughs> Higher demand for electric vehicles is keeping chips in demand as well. We've talked about this for the last couple of years. Pretty wild. Even as semiconductor manufacturers see a softening market in other sectors. For example, Tesla says it will need 8 million chips if it reaches its 20 million vehicle production goal. How hungry are they if they need that many chips? I know. And and who provides the salsa? Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of chips. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Sorry about that. See where you make me turn in various bizarre directions. Right. It's your fault. It's always my fault. Yeah, it is. Anyway. Just ask my ex-wife. It it should be. (laughs) Hey, what have we got for folks that call in and participate on the show this week, anytime at their convenience? Lots of cool stuff. Like? Including the uh, spy briefing gear has provided some of their tactical spy pens. These things make a remarkable self-defense tool, and it's a pen. And it works, because they sent us several. The first thing I did was take one out of the box and say, all right, let me make sure it writes, because that's being advertised as a tactical spy pen it does right and i feel safer when i'm when i've got it in my pocket yeah not as safe as when i have my ankle holster on right. but very close well you could put this in an ankle holster you, maybe yeah, <laughs> it's better to just clip into my pocket yeah, it, it, it works quite well but as a former police officer it's good to have a tactical anything and you certainly want to keep that in mind so that's one thing and that's from the the folks at spry uh, spy briefing gear from cody worldwide we've got some more noise canceling wireless headsets oh and they sound great Brondell, we've got the Swash Thinline Luxury Bidet Toilet Seat, valued at 700 bucks. Yes, and worth every penny. It's one of the best things. People ask me, what's your favorite tech? And I say, well, you wonder how techy it is, but it's this bidet seat. And I think we've got one left to offer from Blue Jour, the Mini Cube PC, $300 value. Oh, yes. Very awesome. So do join us anytime at your leisure at into tomorrow.com finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge chameleon collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper focused on growing businesses from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts our experts drive results our work and track history ranging from innovative startups to fortune 500 companies speaks for itself Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. Hey, it's Into Tomorrow, and we appreciate you tuning in for the weekend of March 10th, 2023. It is our 28th year covering consumer tech. California startup Lawn Blocks has developed lithium-ion batteries that can charge up to 80% in 10 minutes. The batteries, which can power both electric vehicles and electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft, use silicon instead of graphite in their terminals. Hmm. So who knows? It's a new thing. And if they don't blow up or burn up or otherwise cause problems, it might be the future of these rechargeable batteries. Speaking of new thing and recharging and batteries and and new stuff, I read that Hyundai apparently filed a patent for wireless charging for vehicles. So we're going to try to find some details on that. And uh, maybe next week I'll have uh, a story about how you can soon charge your vehicle wirelessly. That's kind of neat. What do you put your Qi charger for your phone on the driveway? You need a lot of Qi chargers. Yeah. And a much bigger... (laughs) charging base but yeah they're working on it yeah okay this portion of into tomorrow is brought to you by the dexcom g7 continuous glucose monitoring system powerful simple diabetes management visit dexcom.com
Com. Artificial intelligence, AI, of course, is doing amazing stuff these days, but it takes a lot of computing power. A new chip could make AI even faster and use less energy. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, here's our buddy Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. It's nearly impossible to miss all the news about AI these days. It's being used in healthcare to diagnose and track disease, to detect falls by elderly patients, and much more. But the powerful algorithms that perform this magic require lots of computing power. Often this means that data is transmitted to the cloud where banks of computers work on the problem and then send the solution back down. A company called Pollen, P-O-L-Y-N, has designed a new type of chip that can perform AI tasks at such low power that it can remain always on. It can process the raw data from sensors and extract the required information. This greatly reduces the load on the controlling computer. The company creates chips that are specific to an application and can even make a chip to handle voice-activated systems. By moving the data processing closer to the sensors, reducing the power requirements, and using a smaller device, we can have wearables that will do more, do it faster, and use less energy. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Well, thank you, Alfred. We definitely appreciate that. Always great input for health tech. Philip in Louisiana joins us into tomorrow. Hey there, Philip. I'm trying to figure out about getting a new television. Do I get a smart TV? Is it still LED? Is it 4K? I play video games on it and watch streaming. What's the best like TV? And I don't want anything real big, just, you know, 42, 48, something like that inch. So what would be, like, the best TV for me? Well, 42, for example, is definitely not that big these yeah, days. It's tiny. I know. It's a little TV these days because yeah. people are buying 65. Somebody, I mean, a friend of mine the other day said, oh, I've got a 70-inch. That's just the only way I deal with I mean, that. No, i got a 55-inch at the foot of my bed. Yeah, <laughs> as do I. And it's like, whoa. And the, when it was first put in there, re- replacing a 42, I thought, holy moly, this is huge. And, I, you know, my living room's got a 65 only because that's the biggest one I could fit on the wall. Yeah, that's true. And, that like, that's my problem. I'm limited to a 65, and I almost hit my shoulder going in and out of the kitchen every time with it. I had to put orange Dayglo tape on the end, which Chris made fun of me of because of it. Anyway, Philip, smart TVs are pretty much useless. You'll get better performance and longer support from standalone streaming set-top boxes or sticks, like Fire TV sticks, for example. A lot of people, though, swear by a smart TV because you don't need extra stuff. But unfortunately, that doesn't matter because TV manufacturers realize that they can flood you with ads on a smart TV. So smart is not really an option anymore. So it'll have to be smart. It's all that's out there anymore. And now if you play video games, then 4K is a good move, as is a high refresh rate. Um, You buy a 48-inch OLED Evo C2 series for around $1,400, which you'll have a very good image quality, great contrast, and great refresh rate. Now, for much less, at about $400, you can find Vizio's Class M6 series OLED screens, which should also offer great quality and refresh rate, but keep in mind that Vizio thinks of itself as a glorified ad company. So expect them to both show you ads on screen and sell your data. Sell your data, exactly. That's the danger there. But back on the other end of the cost spectrum, at about $1,200, you can find a Samsung 43-inch Neo QLED, uh, 4K QN90B, Jeez, <laughs> these model numbers drive us nuts. Uh, but that's a series that won't have an OLED screen, but will likely be of better overall quality than the Vizio. And while Samsung will likely still try to sell your data, it's at least not their core business model. So if that helps you, that's something to think about. It might be of, of assistance there. But yeah, it's unfortunate now. I don't think you can buy a non-smart TV, even the smaller models anymore, because the manufacturers get paid by all these ad companies to just have their bloatware or crapware on their TVs, not unlike what you get on your phones 
when you buy a phone from a carrier. Yeah, I mean, really, the only way around that is to go somewhere and buy one of those commercial monitors like you see in yeah. stores and just use that as a TV. But then you need a separate tuner, and yeah. uh, it's just a, a pain. It's who, who wants this you know, thing where you need a tuner? You plug well, in your smart stick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you know, something from Hulu, or do Amazon Prime, or do all these other... But you have to be able to connect and have a source. So, But smart TVs, that's all that's available these days because they think they're so smart yeah but you got internet and if you can just use it wirelessly with your home wi-fi which obviously you want to do unless you have the ability to run a land cable to the tv but wi-fi works like a champ yeah you know and i've always said if you do have to go with a smart tv then look at what sources you watch you know i i live a lot in the amazon verse i guess because I'm a, I'm a prime member i watch a lot of prime video and so, you're into abuse yes yeah. so if i were to get a smart tv i would probably look at one of the the amazon fire tvs because it's kind of native to what i watch most if you watch Where a fire tv is built in right right if you watch a lot of stuff on roku then you want to look for like a roku tv because all the stuff that you're familiar with will be built in natively to the set yeah but at least with smart tvs not unlike um, fire tv sticks and the like you can add other apps as well so you can add your prime account and you can add paramount plus and disney plus and all the pluses because they're just apps and then you access the app and then play what you want to play yeah how do folks participate? There's three easy ways that I recall. You can call the Ask Dave hotline, the Ask Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on where you're from. Oh, yeah. If you're in Mississippi, then call the Ask Dave hotline at 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. You could also download the free Into Tomorrow app if you don't already have it on your device. There's a message to studio button. You can use that to participate. Or you can head on over to our site and hit that Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. There you go. Either way, I tell you what, let's meet at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch. Your best every day.